to discover your destiny in life, you know the Word and the Spirit of God. The Word of God gives you the depths and the Spirit of God gives you the breadth. Welcome with me, Senior Pastor, Destiny Life Christian Center, Reverend Festus Ugu, as it brings to you the creative Word of God you need for life and destiny. The Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, it said, But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people that you should show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. He said, we are a chosen generation. We are a royal priesthood. So the kingdom of God is filled with priests. We are made priests. Revelation chapter 1, verse 6. Revelation chapter 1, verse 6. It says, and has made us kings and priests unto God and his Father. To him the glory and dominion forever and ever. So we see here that we have been made priests. But it says we are first of all made kings and priests. And you go back that first Peter 2 9. He said we are what? A royal priesthood. Royal signifies king. Royalty. Hallelujah, glory to Jesus. Amen and amen. <laughs> you come down to Revelation chapter 5 verse 10. For emphasis sake, Apostle John by the Spirit of God revealed this again. He said, and has made us unto our God, again, kings and priests. So, so, the Spirit of God knew exactly what he meant by starting with the fact that we're made kings and then we're made priests. And he said, we shall reign on earth. We have been made kings and priests. And Apostle Peter, by the Spirit of God, says we are royal priesthood. So Peter gives us the functionality or the workings of being made a king and a priest. When he brought the two together, he gave us the workings. While God expects the combination of being a king and a priest, how he wants us to, 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 to operate, how he wants us to live our lives in this light. So this evening, I will be ministering to us on what I have titled the ministry of the new covenant priest. The ministry of the new covenant priest. The ministry of the new covenant priest. We are the new covenant priest. And so in this light of the scripture we have read, we need to first of all understand the kind of priesthood that we have. So it says, we are a king and we are a priest. In other words, we are a royal priesthood. And then take note, it didn't say you are, we are a royal priest. But it said we are a royal priesthood. <laughs> Glory to Jesus. 
So it talks about the king first and then the priests. So it's not a fivefold ministry. You've never seen the priest being mentioned as fivefold ministry because the priest is meant for everybody, every believer in Christ Jesus. So it's not a fivefold ministry, but it's a design by God for all believers to experience a measure of the fivefold grace. There's the grace of God upon each of the fivefold ministry that God wants us to partake a measure of these ministries. And it's when we begin to operate in our ministry as a priest that we partake of the graces upon this fivefold ministry. So it's a design by God for us to experience all of God, so to speak, to have a measure of all of God in all dimensions. <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. So it's the priesthood of the believer that gives expression to the royal and the kingly ministry of the believer. I say that again, the priesthood of the believer. In other words, the ministry of the priest, the priestly ministry of the believer gives expression to the royalty of the believer, to the royal and the kingly ministry of the believer. So in other words, royalty is expressed in priesthood. And that's why when you look at it, it says, we are a royal priesthood. The royal there is the adjective. Is an adjective there that is qualifying the priesthood, who's a, which is a verb and also a noun. A verb is an action word, isn't it? Well, I know. <laughs> a verb is an action word. So it's telling us that there is an action part of the believer that gives expression to the, to the um, describer. The describer here is royal. Royal, that's the adjective. Is qualifying the verb there. So it means if we are going to give expression to our royalty, then our priesthood must be active because the priesthood is the action word there. Is the action word. So royal priesthood. So if a believer refuses to put action to his priesthood, then and he wants to operate as a king, he won't get the best out of it. He will not get the best out of it. The way we operate in this kingdom, in the new covenant, is that we operate as priests. And that priest gives expression to our kingly ministry. Hallelujah. So, royal is the adjective. Why priesthood is the verb, the action word, and the noun. So our lifestyle is that of a priest. Priesthood. Priesthood means, means 
like the lifestyle of the priests or a group of priests. Those are the two meanings. And I believe he's talking about the two here. So he's talking about the fact that our default operational life is priesthood, being a priest. So God called us as priests. There's no way God could relate with the Israelite without a priest. The priest stands in the gap for the, for, for, for the Israelites. The priest offers the sacrifices of the Israelites. Both the sin sacrifice and the wave offerings, the priest offers all of these to the Lord. When God wants to communicate with the children of Israel, he communicates with the priest. Hallelujah. Isaiah chapter 61 verse 6. Isaiah 61 verse 6. He said, But ye shall be named the priest of the Lord. Men shall call you the ministers of our God. Can you see? You have to be named first as the priest of the Lord before men begin to call you the ministers of our God. Why would they call you the minister of God? Because they will begin to see the manifestation of the kingly ministry in your life as a result of the priestly ministry. And then something begins to happen. Say, you shall eat the riches of the Gentile. So what gives you access to eating the riches of the Gentile is your priestly ministry. He said, and in their glory shall you boast yourself. A lot of people just looking, just going about, you know, looking, trying to get the riches of the Gentiles, trying to get the glory, uh, their glory and all of that. You are running after those things. And as you are running after them, they are running away from you. The Bible says that all of these things will run after you. You are not supposed to run after them. What you are supposed to run after is your priesthood. Because that's your, that's your primary calling. That's your foundational call. Every other call builds upon the priestly call. The priestly call is the foundation for every other thing that God has called you into. The priestly call is for all believers. If there's a problem with your priestly ministry, then every other thing will have a problem because the priestly ministry is the foundation for every other thing. It's the foundation for your destiny. It's the foundation for every other thing. If you miss it there, then, <laughs> then every other thing will not stand well. And I believe God is calling us back to our foundation. That's your foundation, the ministry of the priest. So it says, for your shame, verse 7, for your shame you shall have double. This is what the priestly ministry gives. For your shame you shall have double, and for confusion they shall rejoice in their portion. I don't know, you've been confused. You don't know what to do. So you can turn it around. You can turn it around. 
You've been walking in shame. He said, you can turn it around. By grabbing hold of your priestly ministry and going for it. And then things will begin to turn around. <laughs> it says, therefore in their land, they shall possess double. There's a double portion coming your way in the name of Jesus. It says, everlasting joy shall be unto them. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That's our portion. That's your portion in the name of Jesus. But you know what guarantees this is your priestly ministry. But ye shall be named the priests of the Lord. You shall be named the priests of the Lord. And thank God, because of the finished work of Jesus on the cross of Calvary, we have become the priests of God. Thank you, Lord. In Hebrews chapter 4, Hebrews chapter 4, sorry, Hebrews chapter 5, and then start reading from verse 4. Hebrews chapter 5, start reading from verse 4. And no man taketh this honor unto himself, but he that is called of God, as was Aaron. So your first calling is a call to priesthood. That's your first calling. You see, Aaron was called of God to priesthood. <laughs> Even though priests, being a priest is not part of the fivefold ministry, so to speak. It wasn't mentioned in Ephesians chapter 4. But here he said Aaron was called. And no man taketh this honor unto himself. It's a honor to be called into priesthood. And he's talking in terms of the priesthood, not talking in terms of the fivefold call, fivefold ministry. This honor is saying to be called into the priesthood is a great honor. It's a great honor. Verse 5, it says, So also Christ glorified not himself to be made an high priest. So Christ himself was called to be an high priest. But that he said unto him, Thou art my son, today have I begotten thee. And he said also in another place, Thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. You know, on Sunday, we, we learned that our priesthood is after the order of Melchizedek, just like Jesus' priesthood is after the order of Melchizedek. And then why? Melchizedek was the king of Salem and a priest also. King and a priest. And that's who we are. We are kings and priest. Verse 7 said, Who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplication with strong crying and tears unto him that was able to save him from death, and was heard in that he feared. Look at so so the Bible describing the priesthood of Jesus Christ introduced the dimension of prayer. Because it's 
One of the duties of a priest is one of the ministries of a priest. And we are coming to that. But you can see what Jesus did here. So for Jesus to be able to go through the cross, to be able to suffer for us, you know what he did is that he activated his priesthood ministry. His priesthood ministry has been the foundation, the core of Jesus' ministry. It was, that was what helped him all through when he was here on earth that caused him to manifest the plan and the purpose of God concerning his life. He never played with his priestly ministry. Never, 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 never. You look at the life of Jesus. He operated so strong in the grace and in the ministry of a priest. And because the ministry of a priest of a priest is not something you always see in the I mean in the open, so you might not really know, but you see from the life of Jesus, you can see the the, the manifestation that followed Jesus was bathed in the place of the ministry of the priest. He said, though, look at it, though he were a son, in other words, Jesus, no, Jesus was a son, yet learned he obedience by the things which he suffered. By the things which he suffered. How did he learn obedience? By the things which he suffered. Now, some people will be thinking that the Bible is just talking about the, the suffering on the cross of Calvary. Yeah, that's part of it. But there were other things that he subjected himself to. The kind of disciplined life that he led, that when sleep was supposed to come over him, he refused to sleep. He went to pray. <laughs> Remember the Garden of Gethsemane? He was tired, just like all the disciples were tired also. But yet he prayed at least three hours right there, but the disciples, all of them were sleeping. <laughs> he learned obedience by the things he suffered. And then he being made perfect, he became the author of eternal salvation to all them that obey him, called of God, and high priest after the order of Melchizedek. Just as Jesus is, so are we in this word. Called of God in the order of Melchizedek, called of God as a high priest in the order of Melchizedek. God has called us the same way, not as a high priest, but as a priest in the order of Melchizedek, in the order of God, in the Davidic order. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. So I want us to quickly look at the ministry of the new covenant priest. In other words, what are the duties? What are the things that we need to do as New Testament priest? New Testament priest. Number one. Number one thing is that a priest, a new covenant priest, offers sacrifices to God. Not for sin any longer, but to the glory of God, but to the glory and to the praise of God. Now, in the Old Testament, we see that the priest, they offer sacrifices for sin, 
for the people. In Hebrews chapter 5, verse 1, the Bible says, Hebrews 5, verse 1, it says, For every high priest taken from among men is ordained for men in things pertaining to God, that he may offer both gifts and sacrifices for sins. But now we offer both our gifts and sacrifices not for sin because Jesus has already offered his life for our sin and is settled once and for all. But we are to offer our lives. We are to offer to the Lord our sacrifices of praise, our sacrifices of honor. God Hebrews Chapter 8, verse 3. Hebrews 8, 3. Again, it says, For every high priest ordained to offer gifts and sacrifices. So there's a difference between gifts and then sacrifices. Two different things. Gifts is a gift, but a sacrifice takes more out of you. Takes more out of you. He said, Wherefore it is of necessity that this man have someone also to offer. As a priest, you must have something to offer. <laughs> a priest is meant to offer something to God. First Peter chapter 2, verse 5. So let's see exactly what we need to offer to him. 1 Peter 2, 5. It says, Ye also, as lively stones, are built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. So we come by Jesus Christ, by the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary, and we present ourselves to offer spiritual sacrifices. And the Bible says that the, 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 the priests in those days, they do this on a daily basis. So also we expected on a daily basis to offer spiritual sacrifices unto God. Now you see, he says sacrifices. It's going to take something out of you. It's going to take your time. It's going to take your attention. So when I say stay something out of you, it's going to take you staying with God. It's going to take you staying with God and offering Him worship and praise. Offering Him thanksgiving. Entering His gate with thanksgiving and praises. So you can see your primary assignment as a priest, or the first assignment, so to speak, as a priest, is to offer sacrifices unto God. You say you want a change in your life, you want transformation in your life. Friends, to experience transformation in your life is to stay in your place as a priest. If you don't occupy your position as a priest, any other thing you're trying to do, you're just going to be running head to skirt. 
in Hebrews, let's go Hebrews chapter 13, Hebrews 13 verse 10, Hebrews 13 verse 10, it says, we have an altar whereof they have no right to eat which serve the tabernacle. For the bodies of those beasts whose blood is brought into the sanctuary by the high priest for sin are born without the camp. He said, wherefore Jesus also, that he might sanctify the people with his own blood, suffered without the gate. And look at what the Bible says here. Say, let us go forth therefore unto him without the camp, bearing his reproach. This is a New Testament word. This is not from the Old Testament. Bearing his reproach. In other words, you know what you need to imagine in your mind now is the journey of Jesus Christ all the way from the center of the street to Golgotha. And how he was carrying the cross, carrying the cross, and they were spitting on him, shouting on him, and yet he suffered that reproach. You think that's easy for your body, for your natural body? My friend, it's not easy. <laughs> so if you think that when you just come into the place of prayer and then your body will be so excited about it, no, it's not just going to happen that way. Uh, when you continue and you press in, a time will come that your body get used to it. Yes. But by then, it means you have settled down. To your priesthood as a believer. He said, Let us go forth, therefore, unto him. There's a going forth. Let us go. There's a movement. There's a movement. There's a conscious effort. So, on a daily basis, you must have an altar. He said, Let us go forth, therefore, unto him without the camp bearing his reproach. For here have we no continuity, but we seek one to come. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God, sometimes, continually, continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. You see, very specific here. Beloved. <laughs> this is the ministry of the priest. Our job, first of all, is to offer the sacrifices of praise. Not just to offer praises under him. No, the sacrifice. Sacrifice means he's going to take something out of you. You know, we tell people, oh, lift up your hands and just bless God and give him praise. Within two minutes, people's hand are back. It's down already. And then I just imagine, I mean, I'm a Chelsea fan, but I don't know if you have ever watched Liverpool fans. You see, they can, there are some of them, they can lift their hands for the whole of 90 minutes of playing. And then they, and they will be lifting their hands as if they are worshipping. They're not worshipping God. They're just excited about the play. You can imagine if women, be, I mean, people, some of them are not born again, and they are so excited about football like that, that they forgot themselves, they forgot the, 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 
the pains <laughs> of lifting their hands. Some of them inside cold, some of them inside cold, they will remove their cloth because of excitement. That excitement warms them up. And yet, we are worshiping God in church, and then people can lift up their hands and stay there. Once their hands begin to get weary, they consciously, unconsciously brings it down. No sacrifice. You can see, we've read many scriptures now, and they keep saying, talking about what? To offer up spiritual sacrifices. They also say, to so offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. And he explains it, that what is this sacrifice of praise? Is that that is the fruit of our leaves, giving thanks to his name. And what do you hear people say? They just, they are complaining, complaining. Hey, things are not working. That's not thanksgiving. That is complaining. He didn't say we should offer complaints to God. <laughs> he said we should offer thanksgiving unto God, giving him praise. There's a mystery about this area of the priests. This area of your life, this area of offering God the sacrifice of praise. There's a mystery about it. That there is nothing, there's nothing. If other things fail, this one cannot fail. It can never fail. It will open any door that refuses to open. Don't you know that praises is that important to God? That he had 24 elders that are praising him 24-7. <laughs> there must be something that that thing is doing to God. I'm telling you, there's something that praises does to God. There's something that there's something that we still don't know that it does to God. I mean, for God to say that that He desire, He's seeking those that will worship Him in spirit and in truth. And then eventually he said, We are the true worshipers that worship God in spirit and in truth. So He, he puts something in us, He puts something in us that He desires. But he wants us to willingly give him. That's why there's so much power in choice. God will never force you to do anything. And you know why our praises supersede that of the angels? The angels, when we praise God, the angels are standing and they're wondering, wow! Hey, it's, not, it's not about the voice of angel. Hey, his voice looks, sounds like the voice of angel. No, it's not about the voice. It's not about the voice. But you know, when we lift our hands and then we worship God out of choice, the kind of worship, the kind of praise that he gives God is different. It's in another realm that is beyond that of the angels. Why? Because we are doing it out of choice. The angels, they've got no option. They've got to praise God. But we have the right to praise and the right not to praise. And many of us have unconsciously chosen not to. Many, many times. Every day we wake up, we enter into our ministry, the ministry 
of the priest, the ministry of the priest, and we offer sacrifices unto God. That's the way it's done. In Nigeria, you know, the way these uh, African, I mean, traditionalists do things, they know. They know the power of sacrifice. That's why every day a herbalist wakes up, he sacrifices. Any correct herbalist, yes, let me use that word correct. Any bunge herbalist must offer sacrifice on a daily basis. He cannot but offer sacrifice. It's amazing some of the sacrifices. <laughs> you know, I've seen them before, you know, in my village. I've seen them. I've seen them. There was a time my, my uncle was, well, he was a, a herbalist, but he was um, a traditionalist, an idol worshiper, you know, and he was an idol worshiper to the core. Every day, he would come bring. There are special days that where they will, they will kill kill uh, goats and all of those things. They don't do that on every day. But at least something I know they must do every day is they must give uh, the thing um, tobacco. Um, yes, is it tobacco? Cola nuts, sorry. Cola nuts. Cola nuts. Boom. And then we'll pour um, alcohol. I said, so this thing, they drink alcohol too. <laughs> Pour alcohol to the Like that. Thank God, when he got so old, he gave his life to Jesus before he passed on. Glory to God. I was so glad. Of course, I've been praying for him that he gets to know the Lord, and eventually he did. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. I mean, these people, they understand that power. In the negative way. But we Christians, we have all of these privileges. God has called us that we are, because he even called us to be a priest. We are even supposed to celebrate God on a delivery. Thank you, Father, for calling me to be a priest. Hallelujah. Just celebrate him and say, Lord, I just thank you. I just worship you. Because you got born again, it's enough for you to just say, Lord, I thank you because I am born again. Just leave the things that have not been done and concentrate on who you are and thank God for who you are. Thank God for what he has called you into. Thank him and offer sacrifices on a daily basis unto him. Hallelujah. And then let's see. <laughs> let's see. Let's see that thing that will not move. Let's see that miracle that will not come forth. Let's see that destiny helper that will not come forth. What are you going to do now? The priest of God. <laughs> you are the priest of God. I want you to make that decision tonight. That every day of your life, you will offer spiritual sacrifices unto God. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to this message. We know you have received the word that will launch you to greater heights. Please share your testimonies with us through email to info at dlcc.org.ng. Call us or chat with us on 0803-288-7871. Best of all, come worship with us at 27 Shonola Street, Ogba, Aguda, Lagos. 
For more information on our worship time and programs, please visit www.dlcc.org.ng. Like us on Facebook at Destiny Life Christian Center. Follow us on Twitter at DLCC Lagos. Follow us on Instagram at DLCC underscore Lagos. Remember, you are deeply loved, you are highly favored, you are greatly graced, you are marvelously helped. You have a great destiny and you are fulfilling it.